welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. God is so faithful. Understand this next statement, even when we're not. Even when we're not. And that's not a to condemn anybody or to... We're very easy to go into, into our mindset and beat ourselves up. You know, in between our ears is our worst enemy. Do you know that? Whatever occupies your mind can control your belief and can control your actions and therefore can control your life. But anyway, let's get into this word. I'm excited even though it hasn't reached my face yet. Um, so let's be blessed. Graham, the first we... Um, First scripture up here. Pastor Karen asked me just to share all my, we know what faith is. Does anybody not know what faith is? We know what faith is, but basically today, it's just to share with you, how do we receive and use faith? A long time ago, God gave me a wee anagram of faith. You can write it down or you can listen to the, the, the podcast later. And it was full assurance in the heart. And um, there's no way to sort of shortcut this, folks. Pastor shared, shared something with me a long, long time ago. And um, there was a bit of a, a probably would have been, in my mind, a crisis. So I phoned Pastor. Yo, mighty man of God, I phoned Pastor. And Pastor talked away, settled me down, and then basically went, it's the word. And I'm sort of going, you've got to be kidding me. It's the word. That's it, and it's the word, and I understand now in his wisdom and his, and his maturity that he was right. So we can't move anywhere in God, folks. It's his word. I'm not old enough, hallelujah, to remember when a man's word was his bond. But many, many, many years ago, people didn't need solicitors, attorneys, contracts, you know, anything like that, small print, when someone said something and shook on it, that was their word. They were bound by what they said. And in our mind, we might turn around and go, oh, it's the word. I am telling you, when you understand that God's word on any situation is the final authority, then that's it. But really, we have to be, and I'm using this in somebody else's quote, You've got to be heavily meditated. So when the pressures of this world come upon you, what comes out of your mouth? Because whenever you know Father, you know the Word. Because you can't separate God and His Word. God and His Word, it is His nature, it is His character, it is His will, it is His desire. And Paul said, and look what, what Paul went through, when this light affection, it passes, it comes to pass, it bears you a more weight of glory. So the wee situations and the crisis and the problems, and we're always going to get them, are always going to hit us. It's a benefit whenever your mindset and your nature has that word according to that situation. So when it rises up in your life like a giant healing lack, you just... You, the first thing straight out of your mouth, is it fear, is it panic, is it anxiety, or is it the word? And it's not a declaration of the word as in desperation. It's a declaration of the word that you know this is it and no further. I have a total contempt for sickness. Total contempt for sickness. And in my life as an individual, I'm not better than anyone. I just have a wee bit more knowledge and experiential knowledge in that area. So when a pain tries to get on my body, thank God, if it comes to me, I move on, but I have total contempt. And I will just say, I don't even believe you went to visit here. Doesn't mean you don't get it. It doesn't mean that you don't have to go through it. But what happens is, is that it's not going to stop me in that area, but we're still all learning. So the key to these things is, is, is knowing God. When you know God through the word, then you know Father. 
And let's quickly run through these scriptures. There's two types of no. I've told you this before. There's two types of no in the word. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. That no is intimate relationship. So when a man knows his wife, Eve, and then that's when the child is conceived, intimate relationship. Next scripture, Graham, please. And those that do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out eight great exploits. It's known, Father. When you have an intimate relationship with Father, you will know what to do in any given situation and you will act accordingly to what you know because your belief system is based on what you know. Next scripture, please. I love this scripture. This was the seven sons of Sceva who basically tried to copy and says, ah, we can do this too. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Do you know what that know is? Recognized authority. Recognized authority. So what happened with Jesus and what happened with Paul was that they knew Father. Jesus was the word, of course, he knew Father, but he was in the flesh. Jesus knew his father, knew his position, and knew his authority, and acted in that way through his ministry. And he decimated Satan's plans, kingdom, and everything as he lived in this world and for eternity. Paul did exactly the same. But out of Paul's belief system, out of Paul's action, these evil spirits knew exactly that they had to obey what this man said and did. The seven sons of Sceva, if you don't know it, they basically watched Paul deliver people and thought, we can do this. So they went out on the town and went, I will cast you out in the God that Paul preaches. And the, the evil spirit beat seven bells out of all of them and stripped them naked. So there was a counterfeit there. They didn't know God. They hadn't got that intimate relationship with the Father through the Word. It's interesting to see, just to throw it in, the anagram of words is sword. So we have that sword, the sword in the Spirit. Next scripture, Graham, please. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has come out of my lips. Every single word that's spoken by God is a covenant. And a covenant is an agreement with two people, and it's only broken when one dies, and as God doesn't die. So every single word that God has spoken is a covenant, and he will not alter it. And it seems so simple and so easy to say, but whenever we get this word, it literally has to marinate in us so that we don't know the difference. So that literally when something happens or something raises itself, and you'll find out later, there's a reason that these problems raise themselves up in your life. We're quickly going through these. Next one, Graham, please. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. There's his word again. He's already performed as he's waiting to perform his word in us. So we're sort of under, we're starting to understand, you're starting to get a, an understanding in your mind that it's the word in our heart and in our mouth when we're decreeing something in that way. And we'll show you what way we can draw this into our lives because you could stand there all day long and sit and go, but I'm saying the word, I'm saying the word, I'm repeating the word, I'm doing this here. And nothing seems to be happening in, as far as you're concerned. Next scripture, Graham, please. Nurse Father again, I will worship you towards your holy temple, praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above your name, all your name, his word, his word, his word, his word, his word, his word. Every single minute of our lives, every single second of our lives, all we're hearing is words. 
but we have the responsibility to understand and filter those words because those words, the majority of the words now you hear are negative, not positive. And even if you don't tune in to the television or the news or somebody will tell you if you work somewhere or if you've got work colleagues, see if the world's about the end apparently. Let me tell you, if you're not plugged into the word, somebody will tell you. Somebody will let you know, by the way, the world's supposed to end three days, even if you have absolutely no interest at all about what they're talking about. But you will hear information from somewhere. And if you choose to believe that information, and God loved us all enough that he gave us the choice, but it's not as well. Next one, Graham, thank you. And here we go, folks. And you've heard it so many times. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every single scripture that is in this word, they talk about the most powerful thing. Well, it used to be to, to split the atom. Splitting that's nuclear fusion, splitting the atom. Every single word that God has spoken is, a, is, a, is filled with faith. It is literally filled and overflowing with all the faith that you need. And God has given us all things that lead unto life and godliness. So he's already given us the faith. We have the faith already. It's in our spirit. How do we get saved? Is anybody here not saved? Right, we're all saved. Well, who's going to put their hand up? We're all saved. How did we get saved? How can you tell me now, you can tell me 100% that you know you're saved? Do you know if you stop breathing right now, your body fell to the floor, the word says that whenever you're Whenever your spirit leaves, you're, you're present with the Lord. When your breath leaves, you're, you're instantly in the presence of God. Look, everyone is. I know everyone is that you know. You have that intimate knowledge. You have that intimate relationship with God that you know. You know that if you stop breathing, you will be in the presence of God. That faith that you heard when someone shared the good news, that faith, God had to give you his faith in that word that you believed, that you received, that you confessed them before God, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. God had to give you that faith in that word. You had to then, you then believed that. Then you acted on that knowledge and you got saved. And the proof, and I'm not saying the only proof, the proof that you are saved is God's covenant word to you, which carried the very faith, full assurance in, your, in the heart that you are saved before God. But now what we have to do as children of God is we renew our mind because our mind is still basically filled with all the experiential knowledge that we had growing up, positive or negative, belief systems cause you to act in a certain way. So the very faith Every single one is hang every word is hanging from this. But there's been a very a wee bit of sort of like a not a deceit. You'll see in a, in a few seconds. Next one, Graham, thank you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Study the words, folks. Get your concordance out. Do you know what that word substance means? From the Hebrew to the Greek, title deed. Proof of ownership. So the very faith that God has given us in his word that we can choose to accept, believe, and act upon is our very proof of ownership. That we have the very thing, according to God's word, says that you can have. Right? We can't ask God for anything that's not in his word. But look what it says. And where do we get tripped up in this? Look what it says. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, comma, even there was no punctuation in the back. The evidence of things not seen. As soon as we hear that scripture, here we go, right, Lord, I need this. And that word doesn't work because I don't have it. We go directly into the sense realm, directly into the realm of the senses. It clearly says up there, your faith, the faith that God has given you, 
is the very title deed, ownership, bill of sale, proof, receipt, that you have that thing that God says that you have every right to have, but you can't see it. Next scripture, Graham. Thank you. And here we go. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father, hell be your name. Kingdom, your will be done on, he- on earth as it is in heaven. When you pray, say. Now, to use the... I've been in, the, in this house for 20 years, so this is basically baby food to us, and quite a few others here, but if you don't know it, when you pray, say. When you pray, say. If you don't know what you're praying about, if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know what's yours, how can you say? Is healing yours? Maybe he's like, I'll go down and sit there with you and I'll shout, shout encouragement to myself. Is healing yours? Yep. Healing is ours. Is God going to supply all our needs? What proof do we have? Can you see it at the minute? The word. God's word, and we can't separate from his word. His word is his nature. can't remember exactly where it is, but there's a certain scripture in the word where glory is actually translated into nature. God's nature is love. That's what he is. All God is just love. You know, at the beginning of all creation, God knew exactly us. He knew me, he knew you, knew all of us. And even when we were as far away from God as we possibly could, living in the world, he crucified his son so that he could restore our relationship with Father, our position with him, and our rights with him. And he had to put healing in the covenant or in salvation because we are flesh and blood. And to dwell in this earth, you need to have a body. And how smart would it be for God to create mankind in flesh and not take care of sickness on the cross? He also knew that you needed to have food, clothing, and everything else. So that's why when you go into the book of Genesis, God created every single thing that you needed. And the very last thing he did was put mankind into you. He put mankind in the garden to manage it, to subdue it, and take authority over it. So we now know, Paul talks about running the race. I'm actually a time traveler. So are you, because we're further on in our lives now than we were five minutes ago. Okay? We all talk about time travel and everything else. You know? There's seconds. I've actually traveled further in time from that point to this point. God, do you ever remember the relay race or the, whenever you're starting to actually run the relay race and you've got the baton? Whenever the team member is running up to the next team member, does that team member stand there and is whistling to himself when he sees the other team member coming, holding that baton, or does he begin to run? He runs ahead so that by the time that the other team member catches, catches up with them, for you that are listening on podcasts, I am now running across the sanctuary, and hands him the baton. God moves ahead of time. But time is seconds in front of us, minutes, hours, days, months, years. He prepares our way for us. What does it say? I'll give you a quick explanation of the word. This word is a what to my feet? Lamp to my feet and to a light to my path. Here's the greatest explanation in layman's terms you'll ever get. Your dip headlights and your full beam. You've ever driven a car at night? And you've got your, oh, sorry for all you people that are actually driving you. 
You're driving along, and obviously if it's dark, you've got your dipped headlights on, and that shows you exactly where it's in front of you. But then what do you do when you want to see further into the distance? You hit your main beam. Now maybe you don't, and it's nobody, because we're all individual. We're all one in God. We're all equal in God. But God talks to me in Robinology. He'll talk to you in your way too. Do you understand what I mean? He talks to you in the way. He knows your interests. He knows your frame. He knows your int- He knows you. Do you know him? Religion would have given recognized authority. God's going to take you out with a thunderbolt because you didn't do this. That's not God. That's religion. That's works. Whenever you know Father, and this is what this faith is, full assurance in the heart, you know exactly. Faith is belief. Believing in what he has said. Believing that he will not change. And actually at the start, you have to have such a tenacity. You don't even have a tenacity with it. There's such a rest in God. See, whenever you just know Father, you just know you're not talking to God about your mountain. You're talking to your mountain about God. And let me tell you, folks, be totally honest here, we reap what we sow. There is a law. We reap what we sow. And God's not going to change it in that way. And we have to turn that around in a positive aspect where you sow the word and the pressures of this world come down, like Paul said, what, what nature comes out? What comes out? And it doesn't come out if you've left it too long. I did it years ago where we came to church one night and I think the last penny I had in my name was a fiver. And I can't remember who ministered. But um, it was about giving, so I gave the fiver and was skint the rest of the week. Absolutely skint the rest of the week. Ignorance gone to seed. I should have kept the fiver. But I can guarantee you, and I know God and I know Father through the word, that he could cure me. I'm not dead, am I? You know, I trundled along and uh, met Carl. He even had a wife. Not only did I have food, I've got a wife too. But at the end of the day, praise God. You, I, I just understand what I'm saying here. And don't be like me. I was just ignorant that time when pastor said to me, it's the word. God love him, and he does. Um, he listened to me chittering on on that phone. And to me, this was a crisis and this was this. And you wanted him just to be super pastor. You know what I mean? And many of us have done that. We live our lives the way we want to. We eat what we eat. We watch what we want to watch. We spend what we want to spend. And then we get sick broke and depressed and we go I know I'll go to that service you know what I mean they have maybe a prophet coming and maybe that prophet will say something or I'll go to your pastor John or pastor Hilly or pastor Karen and they'll I'll go up the front great they're going to have an altar call go up the front they'll rub the magic hand on me and all of a sudden I'll be completely healed have loads of money in the bank and everything will be hunky-dory and do you know why God hasn't done that days I love the way we all laugh, are all smiling if you could see your face because we've all been there do you know why God loves us so much and his word and doesn't do that to us? Because see, if he did that to us, we'd have total contempt for the word. Because all we'd be interested in is the gift, not the giver. And all we'd be interested in is, I can do what I want. Sure, God, are you kidding me? Sure, I just spend what I want to spend. And I just eat what I want to eat. And I just drink what I want to drink. And I watch what I want to watch. You know? As one minister said, who watches as the stomach turns? You know what I mean? The stuff and the garbage, it's information coming off the television, the radio, your phone, everything. But at the end of the day, God loves us enough because he wants us to get to know him. He wants us to understand him, his nature, his integrity, his word for us through our lives. He doesn't want us, every one of us wants, has a desire for our children to grow up and to have not a just to have life and enjoy life but they understand too that 
whenever you come to a, a situation in life or a circumstance in life, you with the word of God in your heart, decreeing it out of your mouth, and a declaration is a purposeful, it's an instruction. It's not a hope this works. Me with my fiver, well, there you go. I've sold my fiver into the kingdom of God. That's me happy. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's whenever these things, we want our children, they're going to be healthy. They're going to be productive, not busy. But when situation and circumstances come where this world wants to grind us down, whenever they know God and they know him through the word and they have that faith, that belief, that action on that word and then that trust that it's sorted out, then they actually welcome the things. I've shared it before and I'll share it again. An eagle is the only bird created by God that its wing structure is designed that whenever the eagle sees the storm coming, it locks its wings in a lift position so that when the storm hits, the eagle automatically shoots straight up above the storm. And who knows what's above the storm? Quiet, peace and waits for the storm to pass. We can either keep repeating the same program, and it's not our parents' fault. At the end of the day, we have to grow up as an individual. I will stand before God for me and my family, because I'm the head of my home. I'm in equal partnership with Carol, who's my wife. But it's up to us men, because that's what God's placed it in that way. Next scripture, Graham, please. For Jesus said unto them, because, you, because of your unbelief, but surely I say to you that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And those that are in podcast, my prop this week is a jar of mustard seeds. Has anybody ever seen a mustard seed? You could not have not seen a mustard seed with the amount of cookery programs that are on the television today. But uh, if you get to see them, each one of those is a mustard seed. It's got nothing to do with the size of it. You know, it's to do with if you had faith, you would say, our faith is word activated, but what is the word that we have? You know, when you hit when you hit your thumb with a hammer, do you speak obscenities or do the praying in tongues come out of your mouth? Done it myself. Thankfully now I usually I usually don't hit my thumb with a hammer too often, but when I did it's so at least I'm praying in the spirit. But what happens when the pressures come? You know, diamonds are formed under pressure. When I'm working away, maybe it's not what people want to know, but it's just my nature. And you drop the ball times too, but God's faithful there too. Um, people constantly say, oh, I'm under pressure, I'm under pressure, I'm under pressure. And that's the first thing I always say to them. I say, you're glowing like a diamond because diamonds are formed under pressure. How do you extract the gold out of life's crisis? And I'm not being foolish and being this, but as, as long as you're on this earth, we're going to have issues, we're going to have problems. But how do we, like the eagle, set our wings in place so that we're actually, you know, in my, in my, where I work, as soon as it starts raining, all the negative stuff comes out. And it's usually quite colorful, the language. You know what I mean? But then you'd sit and go, ah, why is that postman standing in the garden, mum, shouting at the rain? Is that all you've got? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you still have to go out. You still have a job to do. You still have to get it done. And it's up to my mindset, up to my heart, up to my confession, what I'm going to do. Um, and life's exactly the same. And I don't want you to leave here empty, because at the end of the day, it's up to the individual. God's given us everything, but it's up to us to partake of that thing. He's given us his word, and that's how this, this is how faith works. You know, next scripture, Graham, please. I love this verse. I love this verse so much. 
I can't say favorite because it's all favorite, but I just love this verse. The centurion's faith. Wow. And whenever you go into this, you should actually do a, a, a play in this sometimes because if you look at this here and ponder and chew this thing, it just opens up. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. See, when you continue on in that scripture, Jesus was astounded. So in your imagination, you can actually see that Jesus was with the disciples that we can see. Melon just focused on what they were doing. And this centurion left his home and traveled to Jesus because he had heard that this was this man, this man, this person who could heal. So he not only traveled him, Jesus marveled. Jesus actually must have turned around in my interpretation and said, I haven't seen such a faith in all of Israel. A practical application of faith where this man knew exactly that if this man spoke, the authority behind his word got things done. And he wasn't even saved. He wasn't even saved. And then Jesus, as it goes further on, said to him, go on your way. How many of us would have just mulled around there, waiting for something to happen? Waiting to, you know, money to fall from the ceiling or something. He not only believed that when Jesus spoke the word, the authority of the spoken word, he obeyed what Jesus said and he went back. Go on your way, it's done. Didn't touch him, didn't lay hands on him, told him what to do. And that man, the only proof that that man had was that Jesus had said it and his belief in the authority of the spoken word. And on his way back, another servant met him and told him, your servant's heal. I just love that scripture so much. Faith, faith, authority, word. Get the word into your heart, not in your mind. Get it into your heart. Get it into your life. And when the pressures start coming, you will literally set your faith and know because it has to be tested. Everything has to be tested. And when it's tested, not only do you have a testimony to tell everybody about what happened in your life, in that situation, but also then it is part of your, it's part of your life. And what then opens up is that not only are you talking about something that you apparently know, you are proof that this works. And that's where ministries are opened up. And the people that you pray, don't pray, the people that you heal, the people that you encourage, the people you love, have empathy with you because you sit and go, I know this person's went through exactly what I went through, you know? We'll speed this up because I just want to share something quickly here. Next scripture, Graham, please. Right? That was there. There, there was one more scripture that, would, for, that I've got here. And this is awesome. And it's about Abraham. And if you look in this, just don't peruse over it. Listen to this. Romans 4, 20 to 21. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being, what was the anagram of faith? Fully. Faith. Full assurance in the heart, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. So Abraham, even God changed his name and gave him the stars in the sky. You're his name was changed so that every time he heard, what, find out what your name means and don't be like me and think that when I looked it up, my name meant short for Robert. <laughs> Talk about a, tri tri a trial. Somebody gave me a pen, a pen years ago. And this is just God. This is just true humility is putting yourself 
under what God says about you. So if God says this about me, this is not me. This is me bragging what God says to me as an individual. It's not, oh, he's quite modest. I'm gorgeous because the word says I made in the image and likeness of Christ. And so are you. And anybody who doesn't believe it doesn't believe the word. Right? God's word is the one thing. It is full of faith. It is dripping with faith. But it has to be received. It has to be believed to such an extent that you just act. And it's effortless change. Because see, whenever you, there's, what men here don't know all the stats about their favorite sport, or ladies as well? They can tell you football, anything, they can tell you everything. On their given subject, they can give you all the information you need to know. But this word is a living being thing. And whenever you choose to renew your mind to that word, when things come along, it just comes out of you. When the pressure's on, it just comes out of you. And you're not in expectation in that way, waiting for it to happen instantly. And it does happen instantly sometimes. It's a lifestyle and it's a nature. And this is where this faith comes from. I'm going to, um, and there's a rest, there's such a rest in God. Let go and let God. Don't try and be. It, it's not our responsibility. Whenever we get that word, whether it's for basic, I mean, most, most times it's health, most times it's need, money, stuff like that. But whenever we get that word, there's just such a peace. Such a real peace on the, in, in, on the inside. And the word changes you without you realizing. Years and years ago, I got a wee, a wee word from God. It was called the gospel according to garlic. Because I like Chinese. And Carl tells me, we can't go to church tomorrow if you've had Chinese. Because who needs to preach if they've had, Ch and, uh, if they've had Chinese or Indian? If you've, eaten, if you've eaten something with garlic in it, do you need to let people know? Work with me, congregate. Come on, work with me here. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Bless them. You don't. It just oozes out of you. You don't need to let anybody know if you've had a couple of bulbs of garlic in your debt. It just affects everybody around you. How much more if you feast on the word? It just changes you. Changes you from the inside out. And don't be condemned and don't beat yourself up. That word condemned means not fit for use. Like a derelict house. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And if you're in the word, you're in Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. And we're blessed in that way. So did we, did we get anything out of it today? Did we understand it? We enter into that rest of God. And there is so much stuff now, folks. There's nothing that you can't get hold of. You can go online. You can... I fall asleep quite a lot of the time listening to people ministering on my headphones. And the words are getting into my spirit. Um... You can be doing any, you can always be hearing the word, or you can just turn on the television or the radio and hear, let's, let's face it. When I grew up, you might not remember it, but you had the 10 o'clock news, and 25 minutes of the news was the most negative, I mean, negative, hard, worldwide stuff that you didn't need to know. And the last 30 seconds was somebody's puppy got saved from a pond. So they give you all this garbage, they give you all this negativity, because that's what the world, that's all it knows. Kills you. Absolutely kills you. And then they fit it in this wee bit at the end. Even if you are positively minded, and you're a positive person, and you start to try and just do that, 
people look at you as if there's something on your head. You know, people just think there's something wrong with you because you just don't herd with them and become part of the sheeple, the sheeple herd, and then basically just talk what they talk, say what they say, and do what they do, and they wonder why they're fearful, they're sick, they're broke, and they've no hope. And you see that word hope, it was really brilliant, and that's how you know Father. He's so faithful. That word hope is, uh, faith is a substance of things hoped for. That word hope, hope can usually be tied in within the future, which it is, but that hope means to stretch the neck out in anticipation. And we're finishing right now. Who has ever ordered anything from Amazon? Whenever you put your order in and yeah, it's amazing what I just seen. It was all women. But it was, um, whenever you hit the buy it now button, what proof have you got that you've got it? But do you know why Amazon is so good? It's like Christmas every day. But do you know why it's like Christmas every day? You can track your order. So who here has ordered off Amazon and hit the buy button? And then you can feel that excitement already in your wee heart. You've got it. In the natural realm, you don't have it. It's still like in the spiritual realm. So you've, you've got a representation of the product that you've just purchased, but you don't have it. Ah, but now, <laughs> I can have to track this product now. Yay! And all of a sudden, it's in the van. And his name's Bob. He's married with no. And it's on its way. And it's out for delivery. And you're nearly ecstatic. You know, I go to people's doors and I think they're about to hug me and they're like, ah, I've got my product. How much more when Jesus said, when you pray, believe you've received and you'll have whatever you say. And whatever you, you've already got it, it's in the spiritual realm. And your spirit has to draw it in. And it's all tied to your faith, which is all tied to the word. And you know God's character through the word. So you know you've already got what you say. So we don't need to go into the sense realm, knowledge. And doubt, the word doubt means to ponder and to draw back. So faith, and I'm not belittling in faith in any way. Faith is completely tied up into God's word. God's character, God's will, God's purpose. And that's what God has for each one of us. Everyone today that sowed, you just give. You give because he gave to you. But it's a requirement in the kingdom. It's trust. We all done it with, with the tithe and Ali did it brilliantly. Do you know all your needs are met? All your needs are met. Everything with God is trust. When God knows he can trust you, you have, we have no idea, no idea whatsoever what he will do. He just, look at Enoch. God loved Enoch so much. His testimony was perfect before God. God couldn't help himself. God just took him. God literally just took him. He didn't see death. He literally just mirrored God to such an extent, and God is love. You see it with all the ladies when a baby comes in. You just can't help yourselves. You're growing to them, you're grabbing them, you're sniffing them, you're curling them, and then you just go into sort of baby tongues, blah, blah, and all this here. You just fall apart, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the maternal thing for women to do. That's what you really, one of the many things we're here for. You're here to keep us men straight because we tend to wander off everywhere. So folks, did you get it today? Understand, when you leave this, the word says, the only reason that situations and circumstances come into your life is to steal the word. So now if you know that, listen, and it also says that the birds of the air, they wait because they don't want you to understand. They will steal out, I don't understand us. Write it down 
go and find out, study the word in your way. Because see if you walk out and you just, and we've all done it, that's just another word, blah, blah, blah. Satan's one. Because see as soon as you know that word and you and that word become one, and that word then transforms your life, that word in you will transform every single person that you come in contact with from now to evermore. And then he and the kingdom of darkness loses, loses its power in, that, in, in all those areas. And that's how important the word is when you know that word. A lot of uh, sports people have got a thing called um, deliberate practice. And practice is perfect, it's true. But their practice is put into a place where they are deliberately practicing, deliberately practicing a specific sport so that they know that there's gonna be change and they're gonna get better in that area. It's not just I'll practice and I'll practice and I'll practice. This is the best I can go. They practice and go through all the turmoil of that practice till they know they're going to get better at what they're practicing. They deliberately won't change their practice routine until they're better at the end than what they started. So we can do that too. So I'm going to finish here, folks. Thank you for your time. And I'm going to, if anyone here, Matthew 18, 19, Graham, please. And then we're finishing. Basically what the scripture says, that if two people will touch anything, they will have whatever they say. All you musicians in there, that word touch means to harmonize. Singing off the same hymn sheet. So if anybody here today needs me or any of us here, eldership, anyone here, needs us just to agree with you in any area, this altar's now open for you. Or come and see us, we're milling about the place. But understand what it means. It means you're singing off the same hymn sheet, right? I can't sing because there's not enough people, crowd control, it's that good. The, um, it means that we do not draw back. It means like Abraham, we do not stagger. It means Jonathan has agreed that this is what God's word says. So Jonathan and you, or Robin and you, or Carol and you, or Ali and you, or Graham and you, are agreeing right now that this is it. And you're not moved by what you see, what you feel, what you touch. You and that person, and if it happens that you just... The word will come, as soon as you agree, guaranteed, the wee thoughts will come into your head. But, but, but. And that's when you shut those up, you bring all thoughts into the obedience of Christ Jesus, and Jesus was the word, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And you do not move off that. And it'll get, in, it'll, it gets intense, because he cannot afford for you to let that word become manifest in your life or you'll be up here singing God's praises and thanking God for how good he is and I'm going to finish so if you need that folks go and understand this this is not a hard thing God doesn't want us living from miracle to miracle miracles aren't even for the saved miracles are for the unsaved God wants us to grow up to be mature in the word to be mature in him a miracle is nearly in desperation. And I'm not knocking people that have got it. If you need, we're here to help you. But Christians and mature Christians, as we grow, we walk in health. We walk in prosperity. Because we walk in the word. So if you do need anything today, don't hold back. We'll agree with you. And we're on your way. And if you need back up if you need help we can give you our numbers and stuff like that so when the pressure comes on and things are being tested we can be there two are better than one because when one falls another one can lift them up i don't even know where that came from i must have read that years ago so yous are awesome do you know that yous are awesome ah oh, come on do you know yous are awesome who said so
Yes, are so awesome that he crucified his son so that he could restore the relationship between him and us. And then now we have his nature when we renew this mind. And then we walk it out and we're blessed. And don't think that this here image and likeness of God has it all together. I still get a dry throat. And when Karen phoned, I nearly didn't even answer the phone because I didn't know it was Pastor Karen. I didn't have her name. And she says, can you share the word? And over the last couple of days, the wee words come, who do you think you are? Can't, you can't do this. Not myself, I can't. But um, he can do all things through me, through you. And we're blessed. Have a brilliant day, folks. And uh, it's all up to you. He's done it all for you. Get on to that. There's nothing we can't get now. Brilliant teaching. Really exciting stuff that will just lift up your face so you'll have that full assurance in your heart. See when I tithe, and he showed me so long ago, when we tithe now, there was a, a minister of the gospel, and he died in 1947, and he was a plumber from Bradford called Smith Wigglesworth. Who hasn't heard of Smith Wigglesworth? We need to get it, the books that were written about him. Smith Wigglesworth said, if the Holy Spirit doesn't shake me, I shake the Holy Spirit. And he rose, God through him rose quite a few people from the dead. Um, so I know that Father, whenever I, and I don't do it for that reason, I do it because we love him. And I just part, it's part of his nature in me and in you. Whenever we give, I know my, our financial needs are met. And if I think for a second that there weren't, I would say, Father, this is your responsibility. And see, whenever he hears that, he is rocking heaven because he's going, he's got it. Because my, our total reliance is on Father through his word, through his nature. And then all of a sudden we wonder why. Oh, I've always got, I seem to always have the money to pay for that thing. And it's not called a credit card. There's nothing wrong with credit cards. But anyway, folks, thank you so much for the opportunity. And be blessed. And remember, if anybody needs us to agree, harmonize, come in to singing off the same hymn sheet in any situation, as long as it's in the word. We're more than glad to. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.